You were going 90 miles an hour, running hard after Jesus. You were embracing who you are in Christ. You were doing the things that he's called you to do. You were taking up for the assignment that he's put on your life and your heart. And then all of a sudden, you hit a wall. And it was like this catastrophic car crash emotionally and spiritually. And it seemed like it came out of nowhere. But all you know is that you find yourself on the ground in pieces. The crazy thing is that if you were to take a deeper look at your life, you'd realize that you've been here before. You've been to this wall before. And maybe what you've thought has been this catastrophic disaster is actually an invitation to step into territory that you have thus far not stepped into. This episode is that rewiring, that fresh perspective on this wall that you have faced. It's that breath of encouragement that you need right now. It's the dusting off and getting back up again. Love, if you have hit a wall, this episode is for you. This broadcast is for the one who hit a wall. Hey, hey, love. Welcome to For the One. I'm Laura. I'm your host. And I am just honored that you're here, honestly. This entire podcast is made to bless you where you're at. It's For the One. So every episode is a broadcast that we try to find the one that it's for. So if this is for you, I am so grateful that you're here. I pray that this blesses you, that it encourages you, and it maybe gives you that spiritual fire back that you needed. And this episode in particular, I feel like it's going to do that, or it's at least going to get you really thinking. So it comes again from my journal. That's pretty much every episode. Um, And if you are just tuning in, you don't really know who I am. I'm also a leader in faith. (laughs) Um, So I'm Laura. I have been a Christian pretty much my whole life, honestly, just in, in different churches and denominations. And just my whole passion has been Jesus and the word of God. And I'm a leader of of uh, a women's ministry called Ruah and Ember in Cleveland, Ohio. I write, I speak, I have a family. So I'm a leader in many different capacities. And so a lot of times when I come to these episodes, it's processing with Jesus what I'm walking through and what is on my heart. And then using that as like a, almost like a, a spearhead of like, okay, there's probably other women out there who who this is going on in their lives too. And so yeah, it's like a timely message to encourage you right where you're at. And I have really been praying into this episode in particular because it's been a minute. <laughs> I have not released an episode in I think like two and a half weeks now. And it's just been, yeah, it's been a couple of weeks. Um, as you can tell, I'm still like getting over some of this like allergy sinus infection. So ladies, I couldn't have even tried to record if I wanted to. And then of course, I'm a new mama. So we have an 11 month old named Hudson Wilder. And he has been in a lovely sleep progression. And I know if you are a mom right now, wherever you're listening, you're like, amen, I get it. Say no more. The lack of sleep, man. You're like a Navy SEAL just being trained for the crazy wars of life. It is insane. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm so glad to be back. And 
I want to share a little bit of what Jesus has been talking to me about, things that I've been walking through personally. And it really is about that, yeah, for the one who hit a wall. And this is me. So first I want to ask you, if this blesses you, if this is for you, would you let me know? Like if this is as I'm talking and as I'm sharing what the Lord has put on my heart and what I've been processing, if you're like, oh my gosh, this is me. I am the one. Would you please reach out to me? I I don't even care, honestly, if it's in the review. If it's in a review, that's amazing. Like that all helps algorithm and, you know, all those lovely ways of getting the word out. But if it's not that, would you send me a direct message, an email, whatever it is, part of my contact form on my website, lauradudak.com, whatever you have to do, I just want to know that it, it found the one. Like that's my heart in this entire podcast is that we find the one who it's for. So with that in mind, for the one who hit a wall. The picture that um, I've been processing, and if you've noticed, like I, my mind works a lot. I'm a visual learner. So a lot of times the Lord uses pictures to help me understand spiritual concepts. And it's just the way that he's wired me. And so as I've been thinking through what I've been walking through, it was really this picture of running hard. I mean, just going for it, full speed ahead, like 90 miles an hour, And then all of a sudden, running straight into a brick wall. And in hitting the brick wall, it was, I felt the impact. I mean, I felt bruised up. If you're there, you can give a little amen, a little like wave, like, yes, that is me. And so here's, here's the, you know, just where I've been at. Okay. Maybe this is where you're at too. But I've been in this season of waking up. And I've talked about in the podcast before, we've had episodes for the one who's waking up, for the one in the fires of a defining moment. We've had this whole call of like, okay, the Lord is waking us up after what we've endured in the last couple of years. This, you know, pandemic has like caused so many people to numb out, to reduce our living, to put the blinders on, to go into hibernation and to fall asleep ultimately. And so in the past couple of months, there's really been this awakening, especially for my own soul, of coming back to and having our spiritual senses heightened again, having the vision of what God imagines us doing in our worlds and reclaiming the assignments that he's put on us to steward. And for me in particular, there's been this whole awakening of my heart in not only my um, passion for him, but this desire to see his, his glory. Um, it makes me emotional because we all know that moment when that we go back to in our spiritual walk when we're like, man, if I could just experience that again, if I could just like go back to that moment when I was so on fire and I saw God work and it was just pure and holy and intangible even like it was just beautiful. And so a lot of my journey has been that returning to that first love and then going even a step further of like, okay, God, like that was even just a tip of the iceberg of what you wanted me to experience. So it's not just going back to the way that uh, the the nostalgia um, of beautiful heightened moments with him, but it's also going forward and expecting more of God. And that's where I've been at, like coming fully alive in who I am, what he's called me to, and and the gifts that come along with it, especially prayer and prophetic, like just really running ha- after that call that's on my life and truly accepting, okay, <laughs> this is how I'm made. This is my gift. 
And that's, I have to embrace that. And even just like saying it out loud is just like really crazy. I did not grow up in this type of environment. So yeah, just owning it. Right. And so I've been running hard after him. And yet, you know, we've talked about at the same time, also believing God for more in our personal life, you know, contending for a house. And that's a big one because it's not just a house. It's like a settle. And I know you can probably relate to that, right? That's like, you just want to find that place where you can take a deep breath and your shoulders can come down and you can settle in and rest. And that's, that's been my heart's desire, um, to just nest in and to find that place. And so when I say like house hunt, it's not just like, Oh, I want to find a house. It's, I want to find my settling place. And so those things have kind of, they've run alongside each other of like, okay, God, I'm asking for more, but I'm also seeing this like lack of fruition, if you will, in one of our most forefront prayers, like the thing that we keep praying. And I've had a whole series of people praying with us for, and yet we're not seeing it come to pass. And it was interesting because I've had moments where I've come back to the Lord and we've developed that trust and we've worked on that trust. And I had this whole moment with him in January. I've talked about it in the podcast before. I believe it was um, the one coming back home for the one coming back home was when I talked about this whole experience of like coming back into the father's arms. So good. I highly recommend you listen to it. But I've had that moment but even now, I'm like, okay, I'm running hard after him. I'm running hard after the Lord. But I hit this huge wall. <sighs> Permission to cry. <laughs> I'm telling that to you because I, I fully own the fact that I cry all the time. It's fantastic. But after coming back to the Lord, and it's been now six months, and when I say back to the Lord, like fully trusting him again. That's what I mean by that. I've always had faith. But it's like fully trusting him, surrendering that that desire of my heart to him again and like leaning on him of like, okay, you've got this, you've got this and you've got me. And now I'm like, okay, it's been, you know, six months, five months and you still kind of feel forgotten and you still kind of feel like, okay, like why isn't it happening, you know? And this past couple of weeks, obviously with the culmination of all the things I just described of, you know, sinus infection, regression, sleep regression, all that. And it's like the perfect storm that leads you to this point of like, ah, do I really have faith for this? You know? And that's the picture was like me running at that 90 miles an hour full after Jesus. And then all of a sudden I hit this huge brick wall of like, but do you really trust? Do, do you really have faith for it? And there was all of a sudden, like, I crashed into this wall of like, oh my gosh, like, I, what, I don't trust. I, oh my gosh, like, I don't have faith for this. I don't, I'm struggling. Can I be honest with that? Like, how many, how many leaders, like, we need to just say that we're struggling and we're, I don't know, just there, you know? And so I had this moment with him of like, okay, God, like, I don't trust. And I, I, I do feel forgotten and I do feel like I'm left out a lot. I do feel like, I don't know, that I have to work and work and work and then for what, you know? And so there are all these beliefs that just came crashing down on me. And it's just interesting because as I was processing with my husband, Josh, <laughs> I love the way he's an engineer. So if he just says things that you're like, yes, that is, <laughs> that is it. Darn it. Yes, that is it. And he was like, this isn't, a new thing that you've struggled with. This is a pattern. 
like you you run hard and you run hard and then you come to this wall and it's the same belief or lack of belief that trips you up and we just keep coming back to it and that really got me thinking because it reminded me I'm in this wonderful course it's called the habit lab and it's all about it's a one by a Christian woman Um, her name is Jenna she's amazing and it's all about developing habits alongside the beliefs that sustain them And she said something really powerful. She said, every habit will have a timestamp. Essentially, every habit will hit a belief eventually that will challenge it and could derail it. And so she was saying, you know, we can do all these things in our lives and we can build these habits and routines and we can run hard after the lives that we want to build. And yet every habit, every behavior will eventually hit a belief that limits it, holds it back, or challenges it to the point that you actually will give it up. And she used the example even of someone who wants to work out, someone who wants to be healthy physically. And she said, you know, if you work out every day and you're eating well, eventually that habit is going to hit this belief that, well, I'm not an athlete and I'll just always be out of shape and I'll never be fit. And at that point, that belief will challenge it to the point that many people give up the entire behavior uh, pattern that they had developed. So they'll stop working out, they'll stop eating well, and they'll just give it all up. And that's essentially what was happening with me, that we had run hard after Jesus and we had developed these this rhythm of faith and stepping out into who I am and stepping into prayer and stepping into that spearhead of leadership in Cleveland and and doing the things that he had called me to do. And yet I hit this wall, this belief of, yeah, but God doesn't really favor you. He doesn't even see you. Like you're, you can't even find, he can't even find you a house. Like why would you think that he would give you favor to go forward? And you can tell it still makes me emotional because I'm still working through it. And I just feel like maybe that's where you're at right now because this isn't, this isn't just for the spiritual elite and it also isn't just for the new Christians. Every believer is going to come to a point in their faith when they hit a wall. And I feel like for you, you have been running hard after him and you have been pressing through hard things and you've been waking up and you've been praying like you haven't prayed in a couple years or a couple months or you're starting to go back to church and starting to trust people again or trust your pastor again or you're just reading your bible more and you're praying for reconciliation in your life and in your family and in your marriage and all of these things and and then you hit this wall and you were taken aback because it was like, no, I was running so hard and so fast. And I thought I was good. I thought I was fully alive. I thought I was charging hard and awake. And I thought I was over this. And this belief had died in my last season. And it was like, now I'm awake. So therefore that lie doesn't apply to me anymore. And it took you aback. Like it really shocked you. And it's just like the impact of when you have a crash, a car crash, And you hit it with full force very abruptly and you feel the physical pain of impact. 
And I feel like just like I've experienced that, you've experienced that. And it made you feel like you failed. Oh, this is just me a crying episode, lady. I just know it. This is this is great. Oh, just let it out. Cry with me. Cry with me. But I feel like you've been taken aback because you think I'm a failure. Man, I really messed this up. I'm not fully awake and I'm not fully charging hard after God. And it's not true. It's not true. And as I've learned in the past couple of years, I've studied uh, a couple different books that have been so, so good. One is the um, Emotionally Healthy Discipleship uh, by by Pete Scazzaro. So, so good. And with that, he's talked about this book, which I've, I've heard of before Pete mentioned it, but it's called The Dark Night of the Soul by John of the Cross. And he talks about these dark seasons of life that actually refine us and they take our, our inward self and our outward self and these dark times, these hard times actually merge those because they refine our passions and our appetites and the places of our heart that we are able to put up walls, like to protect ourselves, they have to crawl, they have to fall. And so in learning about that in the last couple of years in these hard times, I've come back to that because even in his book, Pete talks about the wall and the wall isn't, it isn't, you know, a, a an indication that you failed. It isn't um, a, a place of like, man, you just really stunk. I mean, how could you have so little faith, right? Walls aren't a white flag of failure. Walls are actually an invitation to divine intimacy that you've never known and you've never experienced. Because the reality is that what you're, the wall that you're experiencing right now, it's probably not the first time you faced this. Most likely not. And if you told your friends about what you're walking through, they would probably be able to say, yeah, love, you've, you've experienced this before. You've walked through this a couple of years ago or a decade ago or even just a few weeks ago. And it's, so it's this reoccurring pattern that you keep facing this same wall over and over again. And the problem is that a lot of times we live in that space thinking that it's normal. And by that, I mean, our tendency is to hit the wall, explode emotionally, physically, situationally. We start just crashing, right? And we think the answer is a lot of times to go back to the beginning and to start all over again. And like, I know a lot of people who have crisis of faith and they all of a sudden are like, well, I have to go back to the beginning of my faith. Like I have to go re-question everything. And a lot of times we can do that for stability to ground us. of like, okay, I'm going to go back to the fundamentals. But sometimes we do it out of defense where we're like, well, I'm just going to go back to the beginning instead of forging a new path forward. And so we stay in this cycle, if you will, like, you know, we come from like point A, which is the beginning. And then we hit, you know, M and that's the wall. And we think, well, I'm just going to go back. And so we, again, we just go in the cycle of A through M our whole lives. And we don't actually ever step into M through Z. We don't, we don't get to experience all that God has because we just stay right at the wall. That is our ending point. And so we avoid having to actually face the wall and move forward. 
And a lot of times that's shame, right? Shame says I'm an awful person and it paints us a color of failure. It paints us a color of I am wrong and I am dishonored and I am not okay. And so we don't want to. We don't want to face the wall because we're so full of shame that we're like, I don't even want to touch this because I, I suck as a person. And so that's why we just go back to the beginning. And then we loop around and we're wondering like, well, I was running hard. Like I, that time, that time from A to M, I was running so hard and then it crashed and it, it, it was jarring for you. And so I want to encourage you that the wall from my studies and for what I've walked through in the last couple of years, the wall is this beautiful in-between point when we have to step out of the ecosystem of our belief and our faith from before, from seasons before, and we have the opportunity to step into a whole new way of experiencing God. And it's, it's common for everybody. Everybody goes through a crisis of belief. Like you study all of the heroes of faith in scripture and every one of them had to come to this point that God told them to do something. They walked forward in obedience and then it was like they came to this crisis of belief because the belief that they had was challenged and they were invited to believe for more. Like they were actually called to have their action match the commandment that God gave them. So will you actually believe that I told you to do this? And when your faith told you that there was a block and that you couldn't move forward and that there wasn't enough for for you to do what I was telling you to do, will you actually step through that crisis and believe and go forward in what I have? So every person goes through a crisis of belief. If you're experiencing that, it's okay. It's okay. Like every person I know has gone through this. And maybe something happened where you're like, man, that really makes me question. You know, like my, the Lord told me that my kids would grow up to be mighty warriors for him. And yet just found out that, you know, my daughter got pregnant by her boyfriend. Or I was told that I would have a healthy marriage and my husband just left me. Or I was told that I would be prosperous and be able to be to give generously and I just lost my job and there's all these things that maybe you're walking through right now that you're like God told me this but that's not what I see that's not what I see and it's okay to struggle because in the struggle we actually see God we actually experience who he is and what he has And I know right now you're probably questioning God, you're questioning the church, you're questioning yourself, your faith, your history with him. And it's okay. It's what we do with this. It's what we do with the questions that develops this deep, rich, well-rooted faith that is truly anchored in the presence of the wind and the waves. For many of us, we, we have this limiting belief in the wall that's actually served us maybe for our entire lives. You don't keep beliefs if you don't think that they serve you. You keep the ones that you, that protect you, that keep you comfortable, that (laughs) 
you think do a great job of holding in the life that you've built. And that's why we keep these beliefs, including the ones that are just no good. And for me, I realized that the limiting belief was actually this self-sabotage that I would do. And by self-sabotage, I mean, it's not like going to destructive habits at all. It's more of like, I would experience a little bit of success. I would see traction and then I would let up and I would stop pushing. I would stop fighting. I would just kind of go like dead fish, you know, where you're like, oh, that was good. Now I'll just kind of stop. And even as I think about it now, it's funny because one of my corporate jobs are training. The gentleman said, never sit and rest on your laurels. And my name actually means laurel. And I think that's the story of my life is like, oh, I just kind of rest on my laurels. And it's a self-sabotaging behavior where I don't actually keep running. I don't keep pace. And I don't know what it is for you, but there's something, there's some limiting belief that has served you in your life. And this wall is a reminder that there's actually a belief that's better. And there's a reality that you're called into by God that that belief can't come. Oh, and it's so hard. Like that's the, the stripping process of our faith, right? The sanctifying process of our faith because we have to let it go and realize that it doesn't actually serve us and it doesn't protect us. We think it does, but it doesn't. And when we finally face the wall, right? So we face this belief. It was funny because as I was thinking about it in from myself, the Lord, it was almost like I was running full force at this wall, hit it. And then the Lord had this picture of like me walking around the wall. And so it wasn't a big wall. It was even, I think that's even a picture of like, we think that these walls are fortified and huge and miles long. And a lot of times they're not. <laughs> it's like a three foot wall in front of us that we're like, it's so huge. And you're like, girl, no, it, it's not that big. You can go around it. You know, you can literally like chisel this thing out, but we make it bigger in our minds. And the Lord just had me going around this wall and really examining it and really processing, okay, why is it here and what's going on and how do I feel about this? Like, what, is, what are the emotions that I feel? Am I sad? Am I hurt? Am I angry? Um, am I ashamed? Do I feel guilty? You know, like, what are all the feelings that are around this? And then how do we uproot it in a healthy way? And in that moment, I was reminded of these prayers that I've been praying of going full throttle, you know, and, and saying, okay, I'm, I'm alive. Let's run. Like, let's hard, like, go after it. And it was almost like this changing of the pace of, like, it's not about how hard you run, Taurus and the hair. It's not about how hard you run, but being consistent in the pace. And so as we get through this wall and as we process it, it's not about start, stop. Like, you're stopped, and so therefore you're failing and you're awful, but let's work through this methodically and then let's just keep walking. Like, let's just go at a pace that's healthy and sustainable. And so that examining of the wall is really what um, people, leaders of faith, um, all those who have walked before us in our faiths, faiths they, they talk about it as this examining of our inner life. And an invitation to do this deep inner work where we turn over the lies that we've believed and the things that have held us back 
and what people have said over us, right? Situations that we've walked through that the enemy has distorted and made us believe that we can't trust God. And untangling our souls, our, our spirits from faith from fear, right? Or trust from doubt. Detangling vision from this sense of lostness or this darkness when you see your life. And the examination is slow and it's methodical and it's hard, but it's worth it. And I feel like my my call for you this morning, this afternoon, this evening, is to take a deep breath. And I I just have this sense that it's been really emotionally, it's been an emotionally heightened time for you. And there's just been this shame that's washed over you, like that white flag of failure. And I think even the Lord is like, just take a deep breath. Just take a deep breath and just look at the wall. What's, what's in front of you? What are you feeling about it? None of that is anything to be ashamed of. But there's this invitation right now, like a say la pause, like the pause and reflect to think, why is this wall here? Like, where are the roots? And how do we methodically, slowly take it apart? And it's just like a weed. If you don't rip out the whole root, it's going to grow back. And I think especially in our beliefs, we want to just charge hard after it and just, you know, lawn mow over it without actually getting the root system out. And so sometimes we think, oh, I'm free from this. I'm good. You know, I just push right past it. I just went right over it. But then it grows up and we experience it again. And we wonder three years down the road, one year, three months, why am I facing this again? And it's because the root was never taken care of. And so in this deep breath moment, you have the opportunity to think and to process with Jesus, like, what is the issue below the issue? What is actually going on? Yeah, I, I face value. I don't trust you, God. But why? Okay, why don't I trust you? Okay, so that happened in my life. Well, why did that happen? What did I see God's place in and what I experienced? And getting to those root levels and just asking questions, like being curious about your own life and your own story to understand how God actually wants to restore all of it so that there are no more roots, so you can run truly free in what he has. And as a leader, love, we have to expect these walls. We have to. Because we are going glory to glory. If we didn't face giants, right, it would mean that we're not in new territory. It means that we've been in the same conquered territory. And so there's no giants, there's no threat. But we are, as scripture says in Romans 8, we are more than conquerors. And as a conqueror, you're made to go into new territories in that M through Z. And so if you're facing the wall, it's actually a good thing. It stinks. (laughs) It stinks. It is so hard. Oh my gosh. But it means that you're facing beliefs that actually open the door for a whole new season, for a whole new territory, for a whole new level of intimacy with God. 
So this is the best invitation in the world. To face a wall and think, I'm not going to run in, in shame. I'm not going to go back to the, to the beginning and question my salvation. But I'm going to be rooted in this moment and think, process with Jesus. Why am I here again? What is this? And in that, there is no shame. And that's honestly where I've been at. Thinking through, why do I self-sabotage? Where does this belief come from? Where, where can I cut the, the cord and get rid of the roots of this and move forward just little by little? And I love in the Habit Lab, Jenna says, it's just little bits of better. And honestly, that set me free. <laughs> because a lot of times we have that all or nothing tortoise or hare where we think, well, if I'm not the tortoise, I'm not running full blast and full after it and doing all the things, then like I'm a failure. And what if it was just a little bit slow and incremental, just consistent? That's our, our journey with him. And so I want to first read Romans because if we're not talking about scripture, right, then what are we doing? Romans 8 and specifically starting in verse 26, but I want to read a little bit. I, I just want you to take a deep breath, right? Like just let Jesus minister to you through these scriptures because there's a little bit of, it's, you know, a couple of paragraphs, but I just want you to, to listen. Okay. Take like a little Lectio Divina, a little moment of just letting the word wash over you. So Romans 8, starting in verse 26, in the same way, the spirit helps us in our weakness We do not know what we ought to pray, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. And for, for those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And those he predestined, he also called. And those he called, he also justified. And those he justified, he also glorified. What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. How will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies. Who then can condemn? No one. Christ Jesus, who died, more than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or a sword? As it is written, for your sake, we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life nor angels nor demons neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing can separate us. 
I just want to pray for us. Jesus, we just come together as women who who love you, but also who hit this massive wall. Jesus, you know this woman's heart. The one who's listening right now, and you know that she loves you and she is on fire for you. And I just feel like you're you're like on your knees in front of this wall and you're like, why am I here again? Why am I here again? And I feel like it's been situations that have either not been able to relent, have had no answers, but it's also this reoccurring struggle that just keeps coming up. And you're like, why am I here again? Why am I here again? And it's like, I've seen this dust that's around me before. I've seen these rocks that are around me before. I've I've been here before. And it's like, you have these these two little slots where you're you're on your knees. And so it's like where your shins have worn out this, this hole because you've been here. And I just feel like there's this beauty in rising up. And I just want you to imagine yourself even just like stepping, standing up, just right foot first, just bringing it up, foot on the ground. And then the next one, bringing up your left foot. And just slowly standing. You don't have to have whiplash and stand up quick and get yourself dizzy. This is just a moment of like recognizing like you are standing up. And there's just this picture of like you just taking this tiny little pick. This tiny little pickaxe that's just cute and like it's just totally you, right? Your favorite color. It's got a handle that's like your favorite color. And there's just this little pickaxe and you just go to town just little by little and you're creating this little tiny hole and just having faith that as you do this little work this little consistent work and in that it literally cracks the entire thing open and Lord I feel like you see this woman and you see her prayers you see her contending and her consistency And you've also seen her in the consistent little acts of faith. The things that she's like, is this really making a difference? Is this really doing anything? Is me coming through every single day doing this little, (laughs) this little mundane behavior? These tiny little prayers and I'm just throwing up, right? Just what do they call them? Arrow prayers. I'm just throwing out the arrow prayer. I feel like you see it you see it and that's actually that little consistency is what's going to unlock the entire thing so lord i pray that you would show her what that little act of faith is like you would remind her like these things aren't throwaway this tiny tool is powerful and just like david slayed goliath with a tool that everyone else discounted because of how small or quote-unquote immature it was, how childish it was. And yet it was that tool that took down an entire Goliath. So Lord, we thank you that you are showing her that her faith, her consistency, will take down this Goliath. And I just want you to even ask for a moment, like, what is my tool? 
Like what is that that chisel? What is that thing that I'm using to yield in this time that's like, okay, this is yours, Lord. And I am fully embracing the stewardship of like this just the little action. Jesus, just show her what that tool is. And even, I just invite you to just take a step back from the wall. And I want you to get a full picture of like, okay, Jesus, what is this wall? What do I keep running into? What is this? And I just want you to imagine like this, almost like graffiti that's on it. And I just want you even to just ask like, Jesus, what is the graffiti on the wall? Like, what are the voices telling her? What are, um, what is the enemy telling her? What is um, the label of the lie? Just make it clear. We know that you are a God of order and not chaos. And so while she's been feeling chaotic at the wall, you are just going to clear cut tell her this is what the wall is. And I want you to just get a full picture. Like it's literally a three foot wall, you know, from right to left. And so I want you to just go around the wall. I want you to imagine it from all sides. Like what is, where did this come from? What is this made out of? Like what are the behaviors in my life that keep the bricks mortared in? How has it affected you? I'm sorry, you can probably hear my son in the background. (laughs) I want you to think through, what is this wall? And I want you to just slowly start taking it down. All the way to the root. And Jesus, we ask that you would show her what the root is of this behavior. Where did it come from, Jesus? Even just like digging a tiny little hole like you would to examine the foundation of a house, you would peel away the dirt from from the brick so that you could see. So Jesus, we ask you to reveal, like as she's digging out to see the foundations, the dirt, like what's underneath it, what's the root system? Show her what that is. Like, what is the issue beneath the issue? Where did this come from, Jesus? And just ask him that. Where did this come from, Jesus? And even as you process and you hear, okay, this is where it's from, we rebuke shame. We rebuke that sense of, I should have known better, or how have I not gotten over this by now? And we just invite your grace, Lord, to protect us. And just, you wall us in. You're the fortified city. You're the fortified tower. And Jesus, we just ask, I feel like the point in all of this, love, is that like, you would know in this moment, you are, you are walled in. Like Jesus has you. And this is going to be a slow process to get rid of this, but it is worthy. It is worthy work. And so Lord, we just pray for a hedge of protection around her in this time. I feel like this is just going to be a whole moment by moment, whatever that means, a couple of days, a couple of hours, a couple of weeks, a couple of months 
of just taking down this wall slowly to do the sustaining work that you'll never have to come back to it again in this way. So Lord, we pray for protection against the enemy. I pray that you would consecrate this space, this little patch of dirt so that she can work away. Father, we pray that she would be invited into the inner work to know you and to experience you in a way that she hasn't before because she's lived A through M. And now she's about to go into this whole new journey and this whole new territory. And that's going to require the hard work of facing herself and her story and the lies of the enemy, belief systems that have plagued her family for generations. And we pray, Lord, that there would be a hedge of protection to hold her in, to guard her, Jesus, as she processes with you. Father, we pray that there would be a release and a breakthrough in her life where you would not only pinpoint the limiting belief, the wall that she's facing, but the breakthrough would be true freedom and restoration because we know that the salvation that you have called us to isn't just a future destination. It's a present transformation. And we thank you, Jesus, that you are doing that. And it's through the hard work of the turning over of our hearts and our souls and our emotions and our our behaviors, Lord, that we actually see you and experience you. And so we ask Jesus that you would, you just eradicate these beliefs that have held us back. And I just declare over her that she is more than a conqueror. Conquerors aren't bulls in China shops that ruin everything. Conquerors are tactical. They are intentional. They are strong and resilient. They do the thing that feels weird because they know who has called them to that command. They follow through. She is a conqueror. And I just declare that over her. You are a conqueror. And this next land that you're walking into is beautiful. It is abundant. It is worth the work. So I thank you, Jesus, for the work of the wall that just calls us into a whole new level of faith. We just thank you that, that fear doesn't own us. Shame doesn't own us. Defeat and discouragement, they don't own us. Hope is the anchor of our soul. I just thank you for that, Jesus. Just reignite hope. Reignite hope, Lord, in her heart, in my heart. That we would trust you on a whole new level than we've ever we've ever had before. We want to run hard after you. We want your heart and your will and your mission. And we just ask you to do what you have to do. Just do what you have to do to refine our hearts and call out the leader in the depths of who we are. We thank you, Jesus. We just pray all this in your mighty name, in your hopeful name. In the name of love that it can never be separated from us. Your son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Okay, so that was for the one.
who hit a wall. Ladies, I am literally on vacation right now in a closet, in a bright yellow closet, just sobbing, surrounded by pillows. So that is my current situation. Where are you at? (laughs) Where are you at right now? Um, I am just so grateful that you spent time with me and that you listen, that you give me an opportunity to speak to your heart. Like It's just so encouraging to me. And if this is for you, if this is you're like, I'm the one, please let me know. Please reach out to me. And I would love to share the stories of these women. Like you guys are, you're, te- you're texting me, you're calling me, you're sending me a good voice memo. I love a good voice memo. Um, and I would love to share those stories so that women can know like this, these are the ones, like we are the leaders. This, this is the community of women who are rising up with Jesus. So if you send me your story, I would love to share it. If you just want to let me know if you've, if I have permission to share it too, that would be awesome. Um, And then the other piece is that if this does bless you and you think, oh my gosh, like there's someone else who's going through this and I, they need to hear this. If they're the one, (laughs) go hunt them down and give it to them. Like send them the episode, share the podcast. I would love that. And as always, rate, review, subscribe, all those things just help this get into more and more ears of women of faith who are running after Jesus and who need a timely message to keep them going to keep them encouraged to keep them in the in like the line of obedience of doing what God has called them to do so all those things are just massively important so I love you all so much I am so glad to be back and yeah I'm just gonna keep crying in the closet but I love you all and I will talk to you again next week 